0: (laughs) What was
1: that? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know.
0: Well, it's an intro now.
1: It is. Hello, and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its bodies that just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm CJ,
0: And I'm Amanda. What's happening? Not much. Not much? Not much. That's
1: it? That's all you got? It. That's it. all I got.
0: I mean, kind of the same. Haven't really been doing that much at all. Mm. Apart from, I guess I've gone back to streaming. I think we talked about it on Friday, though, that I've apparently streamed 27 hours this month, which is a lot for someone who hasn't streamed in like six months.
1: <laughs> Billion years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: close enough. Uh, <laughs> so I guess that's what I'm doing in my spare time now. It's about it, though. I haven't really done anything else. Cool. Yeah, th- 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 this is this is bad. We got to pick this up. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Come on.
1: Uh, I mean, I've, I've got I've got headlines for. Uh...
0: Oh, okay, headlines. Let's do it.
1: I got I got I got headlines for international news with no context. Okay, let's go. Which um, work? Uh, do we like that day, or do I, should I keep work?
0: Well, I mean, I don't think it has to be international headlines because it can be from anywhere. World
1: news. World news. Yeah. World okay. news, no context. Yeah. Please explain what OG means. Delight as Fijian politician discovers Twitter.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so wholesome. <laughs> that's beautiful.
1: Was that the only one you had?
0: No, I got a few. Okay. I just
1: thought maybe you want to do like one and then I'll do one. and then. Okay,
0: yeah. Okay, so my first one. Um, mm. I feel like we've really just like flown straight into this, but okay. Yeah. Whatever. Goose flying upside down is simply showing off, says experts. <laughs> <laughs> And it's impressive. I mean, I, it makes me think that there was a question that maybe something was wrong with it.
1: Yeah, I can understand why, like a fish going belly up. But yeah, but no, just showing off. Mum throws baby shower for daughter twelve with boyfriend twenty four. Oh no, it's a wild story. There's
0: so much <laughs> wrong in that sentence. Then
1: oh, you should read the fucking article. Oh,
0: I don't know if I want to. Ah! Jesus Christ! Hang on, wait. Give me, give me a quick rundown. I need to know.
1: Well. The dad in this situation is in prison for rape and some other shit. Oh, God. Um, They didn't realize there was anything wrong with this. The mother encouraged the pregnancy. Oh, no. The guy was, they strolled into hospital together to have the baby and the guy got arrested while, like, the 12-year-old was giving birth kind of thing.
0: Gee, I wonder why.
1: And he was, like, happy, like, when he walked in, they're like, who's this baby? And he's like, oh, it's mine. Because he's just happy to have a kid.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't understand how everyone in that situation didn't think that there was anything wrong with that.
1: <laughs> how do you hide a twelve year old's pregnancy until the day it happens?
0: Yeah. God, that's fucked. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna gonna move on from that because ugh. Washington man in yellow dress steals school bus, rams front end loader into a strange wife's home. <laughs> I
1: feel like there's just a lot to unpack there. Hang on a minute. He was in a school bus and then he's in a front front end loader. And then he's in front end loader. Is that like a digger? I assume so. The diff- that's not a I mean, ha- bus. how many vehicles but did he steal? Bus. <laughs> next one's also about vehicles. War Thunder fan, like the game about like military machines fighting. Mm-hmm. War Thunder fan says tank is inaccurate. Leaks classified military documents to prove it.
0: Oh my god, what is wrong with people?
1: <laughs> and we're talking like England's like newest tank, something like two years old. Jesus,
0: just to prove a point.
1: The. the- the problem he said was inaccurate was that in the game, the gap between the turret and the main body of the tank was wrong.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> what an idiot.
1: They haven't caught him yet.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't know how that's possible either, but okay.
1: That was my last one.
0: Okay. Uh, I've, I've got a few. A corpse mistaken for a mannequin is put in the garbage by police. Ooh. Um. Oh no. I question how a police officer doesn't know the difference, but. Trial begins for BC man accused of breaking quarantine to go to a flat earth conference
1: the fuck is a bc man
0: um i'm assuming that's british columbia but could be wrong
1: Mm, big chungus
0: (laughs) i like that better but yeah imagine imagine getting arrested for that is it worth it no i don't think
1: so they're trying to oppress a man
0: (laughs) i liked this headline because it says the word fuck repeatedly (laughs) because it literally says fuck 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 chinese olympian endears fans with non-stop swearing
1: (laughs) Right. Huh?
0: <laughs> I, I hadn't heard about that. I haven't watched any of the Olympics, though, so I have no
1: idea. But Every time I try and turn on the Olympics on TV, it's just swimming and I'm like, Uff.
0: I mean, that's all they show here, right? Because that's what we're good at. Yeah. And
1: it's what's popular. Yeah. I caught a little bit of the, the women's skateboarding. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. That was good. But there were, like, 13-year-olds competing in it. And I'm like, holy shit.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you had to be, like, an adult to compete in the Olympics.
1: No. Right. And they're, like, the youngest Olympians ever to compete as, like, a 13-year-old girl who's, like really good at skateboarding okay i think she's part of the good japanese team her. i'm not too sure yeah
0: pizza delivery guy takes one slice out of box after customer refuses to tip <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure they didn't complain about that at all
0: no i'm sure that went down just fine this one we actually spoke about i think two episodes ago and i'm still horrified craft macaroni and cheese ice cream debuts and quickly sells out i hate that it feels wrong as an ice cream are you not
1: curious I mean, I'm not a mac and cheese fan, so I'm not super into it anyway. Look,
0: I do like mac and cheese, but I don't think I want it in ice cream form.
1: You don't know that? You haven't tried it yet.
0: (laughs) I guess. I'm not intending to, so (laughs) that's fine. This last one um, I thought was pretty funny because I downloaded the app, um, but also the headline is pretty good. So definitely not a Daily Mail headline for sure because it says, Feline Okay, the app that tells you if your cat's happy.
1: What did the app say about Poppy and Pixie? So
0: I did download the app. um, And I guess for anyone who's interested, it is called Tably, I think, like T-A-B-L-Y. And I I did download it and I did try it on my two cats and it told me that both of them were irritated. So Lovely. I didn't need an app to tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't need an app to tell me that my cats are annoyed by my presence. I already knew. (sighs) It's quite funny, like the little picture it gives is like... Because you hold the camera like so, their faces in it for like five to ten seconds, yep. and um, then it will give you like a little cartoon drawing of a cat face that shows what emotion it is. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're both irritated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's all the that's all the headlines I've got. Oh, I tried to make them shorter. I didn't want to like throw too many. I feel like yeah, I maybe I've been picking right. too many of them lately. So
1: that's all. Right. Yeah, it has been getting to the point where like I'm editing, I'm like, wow, we're at the twenty minute mark and we haven't even we haven't even started the
0: episode. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> So I tried to pick like the best of them.
1: Best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: what are your stories like this week?
1: Um interesting. Okay. I guess. I hope. You, oh, oh, I um okay. I got two Papua New Guinean stories. I'm like, I've done a story out of New Guinea for a while, and then I ended up with two. So I'm like, all right. Alright, fair. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and then just a little quick one for
0: Okay. I um I have a, a one that's a bit of a bummer.
1: Uh but um
0: the other two are fine. Got a fun little history one.
1: So Oh. Yeah. One v one and Pokemon Unite to decide who goes first. Or
0: I mean, I'm happy to do that, but I feel like they like editing that might be a bit weird.
1: <laughs> also, I don't think you can one v one Pokemon <laughs> I don't Unite think yet. Have <laughs> been playing ranked? I haven't lost a ranked battle yet. I
0: haven't. I haven't played again. Um, I guess for reference, we're talking about Pokemon Unite. Yeah. Which we played
1: on. Was it
0: Tuesday? Yeah, I think it I was think Tuesday. So. Yeah. And recommend it was pretty fun, but I haven't I haven't played it again.
1: I have been, been getting logging in daily, get my little rewards.
0: Oh, damn, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm gonna have to. That's another game that I'm now gonna have to like play daily.
1: I mean, you don't have to, I mean, it's just cosmetic stuff,
0: I guess. But I want I want that,
1: yeah. If you do like the there's like a seven day challenge kind of thing mm. where like every day it unlocks a new set of challenges, and they're really easy. Like, you just play like around and you pretty much finish all of them kind of thing, yeah. Right? And at the end of it, like, you unlock a, an entire outfit that matches a Pokemon that you unlock at the end of it. So
0: Right. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, it's one of those things like I can only be addicted to so many games at a time mm. and I'm very much addicted to TFT at the moment.
1: Yeah. It's I, I, I'm enjoying it because it's, it's, it, they take 10 minutes around. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's nice just play it for a little bit, do like three fights. So like, oh, even
0: ranked, enough. it's only 10 minutes? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So that means you must oh. be getting pretty good at it.
1: I wouldn't say so. My <laughs> biggest problem is because of my internet; it's a little bit struggling sometimes. So I play usually on my mobile data just to like make it a bit easier.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna be yawning.
1: But I haven't played The Company of Heroes three alpha. That's kind of cool. Let's like play more of that. Mm. Um, it's weird. I've never, it's a pre-alpha, so um, sometimes <laughs> you click on things and it's just like no icon. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> where it's like placeholder art and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Like, okay. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's interesting. I've never played a game that early in development before, so.
0: Mm. So, I mean, after all of that, we still didn't decide who was going first.
1: Why don't we both talk simultaneously about both of our stories oh, all the way through, and we'll see who finishes first. We'll do all three in a row. Fuck,
0: no. That sounds horrible.
1: <laughs> Not the April Fool's idea.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that. If I could do that while listening to you speak at the same time. I think it would be very confusing.
1: You just go drown each other out.
0: Oh, so we're going to be like yelling over the top
1: of each other by the end of it then? Just take your headphones off, problem solved. I mean, that's true. Um, I don't know, I guess I can go first. Okay, you go first then. A 23-year-old Papua New Guinea man from Chimbu is claiming in court he is entitled to bail due to the constitution because it says, and I quote, a man is innocent until proven guilty. He even has two reputable guarantors lined up to chip in on his 1,000 kina bail, which is about 387 Australian dollars. And who are these guarantors? A pastor and a local community leader. And they're saying, you know, he can, he can, he's allowed out. He, he'll be fine. Police prosecutor Paul Doopy, though, he opposes this bail and has this to say on the offense. Quote, The offense consisted of serious assault, a threat of violence, and an offensive weapon being used. Matthias is likely to recommit the offense against the stepmother if he is not in custody because the situation that triggered the offense has not yet been solved.
0: Okay, so what, what so, did cause the event?
1: Exactly. So what did he do? He rocked up to his stepmother's home in Port Moresby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And tried to force her to vacate the property.
0: I mean, that's kind of rude. Why did you do
1: that? Which is her home, and she lets him live there. I have no idea. The article didn't say why he was trying to kick her out of her own home.
0: Well, I mean, it, it you know, I, it doesn't take a lot to guess that he probably just wanted the house.
1: Yeah, I mean, he already lives there. So, yeah. at this point, Matthias allegedly threatens the stepmother that he would behead her if she didn't leave. Fucking hell! And after a brief discussion, he did swing a machete at her head. But thankfully, she raised her hand in time and caught it on her arm, uh, suffering a bad slashing injury. I was about
0: to say, that still sounds like that would be extremely painful and
1: not good. Yes. (laughs) There you go. Denies allegations and seeks bail. He's saying he didn't do it.
0: Then how did she get a machete cut to the arm?
1: Just, the skin just split open like that. It was fucking weird. Oh,
0: like it just spontaneously did it on its own?
1: Yeah, like when JFK's head did that thing.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) CJ. (laughs) Yeah, no, so, I mean, how, how does he explain any of that?
1: Uh ooh, wasn't him.
0: So he uh, okay, I'm I have so many questions.
1: How I know just right? the ask them.
0: How do you talk a pastor into agreeing?
1: At a local community leader. Yeah. Ah, it's Papua New Guinea, you know. <laughs> it's men men being dudes. Men being dudes. Men being dudes. Men,
0: men being dudes. okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very
1: confused. Um Oh yeah. Don't worry about it, it's fine. Maybe don't worry about gonna... it, it's fine. <laughs> it's not I am worried about
0: it. It's not fine. <laughs>
1: I'm very worried about it. This guy is being bros, man. Y'all yeah, stick this up. Guy is being yeah. bros. Yeah, you tried to cut your stepmother's head off, but it's all right. I think you're a good dude. I'll let you out. What? You trust me? I'm a pastor. God says it's okay.
0: Does he though? I, I feel like maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that's one of the Ten Commandments, is to maybe not do that.
1: Yeah, right actually, up there with that. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not chop off your stepmother's head with a machete.
0: I mean, I feel like it's thou shalt not murder, but... Oh. I also think there's something in there about honouring your mother and father, but whatever.
1: Well, it's a stepmother, so technically speaking.
0: Oh my god.
1: Not actually his mother. Also, if you've ever read the Kite Runner, I think it's called, then realistically the only sin is theft, because every other sin is just a variation on theft.
0: Okay, well, still a sin. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, and that's it? That's all the details you have on that?
1: That's all I got. I have so many more
0: questions than you have answers. You'll
1: never get the answers to them.
0: That was nice and frustrating. (laughs) So in return, I'm going to torture you with another big cat story.
1: Uh, I'm going (laughs) to head out for a bit. Guys, I'll uh, come back when she's done. I hope you enjoy this story. uh...
0: (laughs) No, you're not allowed to leave. That's not how this podcast works. You have to listen to me.
1: You can't see me. You don't know if I'm going to be here or not.
0: Okay, maybe we need to turn our cameras on then.
1: <laughs> don't even have it plugged in. Oh, God. Okay.
0: Um. Well, no, because, like, we now, like, I don't think we've ever... We've talked a lot about, like, the Penrith Panther, right? Yeah. The Lisko Panther, as it is actually called. I think uh-huh. I always get confused because of the NRL team. Hang on, wait. Huh. Hang on, wait. Is that is what that they're why they're off? called the Penrith Panther? Yeah. Pan- it must be. <laughs> what the fuck? Huh. <laughs> How did this only just occur to me now?
1: don't know because nrl boring well yeah
0: who fucking (laughs) who watches rugby like just don't it's terrible sorry i just offended probably like at least half of our audience but whatever quite like rugby league uh union i was gonna say you don't like rugby league
1: no rugby league's bad why do you just give up and give the ball to the other team after a while that's fucking stupid (laughs) why would you do that
0: i just feel like i i think i got ruined as a kid because we used to go to a lot of games when i was a kid and i was just like this is fucking boring and i don't care it's basically where I'm at. Okay, even less now, because, like, we now live in a state where NRL is not really a thing. Yep. Which is nice, because I don't have to hear about it all the time. There's Except no
1: for... neural, it's all AFL.
0: Yeah, that's true. Which, I don't know, is that a good or a bad thing? Because I don't really understand AFL at all. Like, I don't know that someone rules.
1: who doesn't understand it, at least it's interesting to watch them run up each other's backs and shit. Well, I, don't I don't understand I get all the kicking. And... and there's a lot of people on the field who are just running around in circles in the distance, nowhere near the ball, and I'm like, why?
0: Yeah, I... AFL very much confuses me. It might be a good sport. I don't know. I just don't know anything about it. I've never seen an AFL game. And that's probably likely not to happen anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a bit of a um aside. What I am gonna talk about because I feel like, yeah, we've we've spoken about the Lithgow Panther a lot, or yep. like those areas. But like, that's all just in one state.
1: No, you've spoken about a big cat sighting in Victoria before. I have, but
0: only once. And I feel like we've spoken about big cats probably too much, to be honest. But I seen this, and it had a photo this in podcast it that had
1: "fuck my big cat." Sorry. So we should have just call this podcast "fuck my big cat."
0: Um, don't do that, <laughs> by the way. Don't do a Shane Dawson. Just don't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. No. No. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about one in Victoria because. The the reason why I decided to do this story is because I had a photo that I hadn't seen before, and they talk about some evidence that there was leopards in the wild in Victoria in the past. Mm. So I thought this might be at least, I don't know, something. Mm. Whereas I feel like most of the time we talk about big cats, it's just like, oh, it's a big feral cat. Yeah. I mean, some of the photos in this article are questionable at best. Um, That definitely just look like a feral cat. But what gets me, though, is that all of the sightings, right, so, and most of the time you can go, oh, it's just a big feral cat. Why are they all black?
1: Ah, uh, Best color to survive? This is
0: what Like, I just, why are they all black? I assume that there are other colored feral cats out there. I just, I don't know. Hmm. So apparently in Victoria, there is the Mitter Valley, Mitter Valley Panther. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually know where that is. Probably should have Googled that first. Hang on, wait. Right, okay, interesting. That is not where I thought that was going to be. So that's actually kind of near the border.
1: Okay, so like border with New South Wales, New South Wales,
0: yeah. So I didn't think that was to the north, but it is. I mean, like, I'm looking at a map and I'm like, oh, it's kind of near Albury, but I think it's nowhere near Albury because, you know, like how maps work or it doesn't look like it's that far, but it actually is.
1: I mean, if it's on Google, you can just measure it. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, like, it's actually, I mean, look, it's 100Ks from Albury. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, in Australia terms, that's actually not that far. <laughs> um so yeah it's uh it's north near near nearish the border uh, apparently there's a place called mount beauty which yep didn't know that either anyway so
1: it was a reference point on a lot of uh air traffic control maps
0: oh well, there you go so um this woman I think her name an airport is there
1: actually oh is it yeah it's for, like the ski fields and shit okay
0: this woman her name is also amanda so clearly she self-insert, also self-insert yep yeah. We, yeah, well, clearly she believes in a big cat, so that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she was heading towards um, mid Valley on a dirt track when she turned a corner and saw a large black cat jump off the road and into the bush. And she says that it would have been as high as her kitchen bench. Now, that's pretty fucking big. I don't know that any cat is that big. I'm just thinking about my own kitchen benches. Maybe not everyone's is that high. I don't know. <laughs>
1: What's the reference of her bench, though? <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so. But I still think like any kitchen bench, really, that's pretty fucking big for a cam. Hmm. Um, she said that it was pretty close. It was about 20 meters away and its tail would have been at least a meter long. That's also pretty right. big. But, I, okay, so, you know, I I feel like I've said many times on this podcast, I actually do believe in the big cats, right? I do believe they're out there in some way. But I also don't trust people. Yeah. Like you might look at that and go, Oh, that's a meter long. It probably isn't.
1: Also, people love to exaggerate when they oh, retell stories. Absolutely. I feel like I do that's a very Australian thing. Yeah.
0: Like don't don't let the truth get away get in the way of a good story, you know? Yeah. Like definitely um, exaggeration is a thing. Like I don't know that I fully believe that this tail was a meter long, but whatever. It's,
1: it's a long
0: tail. Um so a tall in pre- tale in even. In twenty twelve. Um the Victorian government did a study. And they concluded that most of the sightings were almost certainly feral cats. Shock. Shock, right? But I guess, like, on the other hand, what do you mean by feral cats? Like, cats that were once domesticated that are now feral? Because you could argue that a big cat is feral.
1: That's considered wild. I think feral usually alludes to, like, an animal that was domestic and then, like, went back. Yeah. Not that we actually domesticated cats. They domesticated themselves, but, you know.
0: (laughs) Good on them. Honestly, they f- they figured it out. They cheated the system. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently I just think they're
1: a god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hang on, wait. Let me just double check because I didn't double check the um, areas. Okay, that is close by. So it seems like there are a lot of sightings of big cats in the same area. So this other guy, Brian, he saw a large black cat at Dartmouth, which is not too far from um, Midder Valley, in two thousand and six. Yeah. I guess that's going back a while now, though. God, anything could have happened between now and then. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So he was working at the power station there, and he seen a big black cat. They're always black. This is what I mean. They're always black. And he says that it got within 100 meters of them, and that it was way too big to be a dog. Um, he mean, said.
1: It could just be like, there's obviously not a lot of these, so there's probably not a lot of generic variation. So it could be white or black anyway. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Um, anyway, so this is a quote from Brian. He said, I'm 5'5", five, five, and this thing would have probably been halfway between my knee and hip height. Had a tail about three foot long with big, heavy, broad shoulders. So this is the photo that I was kind of talking about that made me go, ah, okay, haven't seen that before. That <laughs> looks pretty fucking big. So this is the pelt of a cat um, that was shot near the Mitter Valley, or Mitter Mitter as it's actually called. And... Like, this is this is big. If this is a feral cat, like what the fuck? Okay, yeah, that's big. That, that's fucking big. So I, I guess basically trying to describe what the f- what the photo is is it's like nailed to a board that's sitting on the bonnet of what looks like a four wheel drive.
1: Yeah, it looks to me like an old nineteen nineties Toyota four wheel drive thing. And it's it's taking up most of the bonnet. Yeah, it's I'd it's say a tip, like big. head. Like, ear to tail, it's the width of the bonnet.
0: Like, yeah, it's pretty big. Like, I I wouldn't think that that's a feral cat. That's, that's too big. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, look, basically, it talks about the report that was done in 2012, which was done by the Victorian Department of Sustainability and Environment. And they did say that there was only evidence of the presence of a wild population of feral cats. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, especially as I'm assuming that these are rural areas, because when I look on the map, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere, that they're probably living pretty, pretty easy. Yeah. There's probably not a lot of predators for them. There'd be no predators for them.
1: Exactly. So they're just getting bigger over time. And it makes sense that they are getting bigger over time, because obviously it's like the wildlife in Australia is pretty big. Yeah. So they want to take down like mob bats and shit. You're going to have to get big.
0: (laughs) You have to go big mode. Um, yeah. yeah, so, look, I I tend to believe that. I, I do think that there are bigger cats, but they're probably not many. And there's a part of it, like, if there were any at any time, they've probably died out by now. Maybe they did crossbreed with, like, feral cats, if that's
1: possible, but... not, but yep. Yeah, cats aren't like so. dogs. I didn't think so. Can't just do to cats, you, what, have, you know, you like, like you throw a bunch of dogs at them. A... Yeah, but those cats are, like, slightly closely related, at least. Hmm. Domestic cats, well, what we have is domestic cats split off a long time ago. You might be able to get results out of, like, the deadliest cat in Africa and um, a domestic house cat because they're about the same size. True. The, the, what I can't remember the name of, this this tiny little cute looking fucking thing in Africa that's, like, <laughs> apparently successful in, like, 80% of its hunts.
0: Yeah, basically the report said that they would need DNA samples to, you know, have an actual conclusion. But th- there's none because generally what DNA tends to happen is pelt? all these sightings, people don't even get photos of them. Yeah. You know how is anyone getting fucking DNA samples?
1: And how do we know that it's not just a bunyip?
0: You know what? Not a bad theory.
1: Well, they're shapeshifters.
0: They are. However, the water thing.
1: It's Mitter Mitter is the name of the river. Oh,
0: okay, okay, <laughs> All right. So we asked. Okay, maybe a bunyip. <laughs> it's a bunyip.
1: They're not big cats. They're <laughs> big bunyips.
0: <laughs> I will say that there are a lot of sightings, though. A lot.
1: Mm. And I always There's find that a lot when of wonder- feral cats.
0: Is there? I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I feel like every time one of these stories come out, every time there's like so many people in the same area saying, yes, I have seen them. People made fun of me when I told them about it, but I've seen them. They're definitely out there.
1: We have 2.7 million estimated domestic cats and between 2.1 to 6.3 million feral cats in Australia.
0: Okay. Um, Wow. Okay. Okay. So when do you think the first big cat sighting was in Australia?
1: Uh, I'm going to say, like, fucking 1927. Earlier. 1926. Earlier. 430.
0: (laughs) It was 1836. Now, the only only real evidence that this article cites that went, like, that makes me go, ooh, that's something. So, it was in 1996 when leopard poop, basically, was found in Victoria. Hmm.
1: Explain that. What, haven't we discussed that before? Isn't like suppose like a circus animal got out?
0: Well, yeah, but like what one that lived from 1836 to
1: 1996? I mean, a recent circus animal got out.
0: <laughs> I mean, do so, do circuses really use animals anymore? I feel Joe like they don't.
1: Exotics yobo cousin, fucking <laughs> leopard king. <laughs> but he's like he's Australians so a bit. Like, leopard can't. Yeah, sick, bro. <laughs> um. So Just yeah, feed I'll- him yabbies. A eh? like what?
0: So, yeah, obviously there is, um, you know, uh, sort of some of the theories that this article goes through. One that we've already spoken about before, so I won't go into it, and that is circus animals escaping. Um, But apparently, you know, in the 19th century, there was a lot of um, exotic illegal animal trade, which could also explain why there could have been actual...
1: Let's hope it wasn't erotic animal trade.
0: Why? (laughs) Why? <laughs> just, just why? Why would you say that? <sighs> um Yeah, so it goes as far to say that you can go through like old classifieds from back then, and you would find people selling them at pubs. So
1: I don't That's know. It's a far more interesting story than uh, a lot of them. Cats like I went to the pub and bought a fucking lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. to me a slab of VB for a fucking gorilla, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, you would either find them at the pub selling their exotic animals or at, like, the docks, um, which makes more sense. But <laughs> I guess okay, they couldn't. the docks, the docks like and just taken to the pub just after. just came in and
1: the shipment under the cover of darkness. Fucking Robo down the pub's got a fucking <laughs> ocelot. You want to go get it? Yeah, right. Slab an in you, export and a fucking pie.
0: Why Why would that not surprise me, though? <laughs> like, at all? Jesus. So the only other thing that this article said that I had not heard before either, I guess because I don't really know the the history of big cats down here, is that there is apparently like a local legend in like the Albury Wodonga area um, that someone's got footage of a leopard in a tree eating a kangaroo.
1: Yeah, I've heard about that.
0: You have? I have never heard of that before.
1: I swear you've told me it. No, I I've never mm. never heard that before. I have heard that.
0: So if if it's you. Can you please send it to me? I won't publish it anywhere. I just want to say it. Why not
1: just publish it? What are you hiding? What are you you hiding? Yeah, I don't know. Leopard cunt.
0: Maybe this is like, you know, the government's trying to um, cover up that there are actually big cats out there. Maybe they've been bribed by the government.
1: Scott Morrison's illegal leopard trade.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what he does? I I did find that interesting for like a number of reasons. That photo is pretty compelling um, because that's too big.
1: You didn't mention the photo I sent you.
0: Oh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um I I get it. I get it.
1: Describe it for them.
0: <laughs> okay, so it's Egyptians in 3000 BC, and then it's like a little cat being like meow, and then Egyptians going, "Bruh, this motherfucker is God. I know you all see it," mm. and I get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also love that the Egyptian word for cat is meow. Yeah, just like the yeah, Chinese word for it. They both are just like, "What are you? Meow. <laughs> 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 <"What are you? laughs> all right." <laughs> like a pokemon we'll
0: let you name yourself all right yes yeah, <laughs> oh god i mean look i feel i feel like cats live off the you know treat a mean keep them keen philosophy mm. and it works so.
1: so cats invented negging basically <laughs> anything else uh big cats
0: no i just yeah that that photo which i will post somewhere um is um, or it's also in the article um, it's pretty, pretty interesting because, yes, yeah, this is way too big. And I didn't know that we had actually found big cat poop at any point.
1: Big cat poop. Cat poop soup. Gross. <laughs> All right. Picture this. You're out at sea.
0: I mean, already sounds terrifying, but okay.
1: Land may have just fallen past the horizon. Okay. You're in a simple dugout outrigger canoe. Oh, I don't like this. Yeah, the design is largely, largely unchanged for centuries. You have the paddle for your canoe. You've got your lavak kasaman, which is like a propeller shaped bit of wood with a lasso through it. And you have a larang, which is a rattle made of coconut shells that kind of looks like a chattering, if you remember those from the 90s. If you're old enough, remember chatterings? I, I don't even remember what that is. No, they were a thing in New Zealand, at least. It was like a ring with a bunch of bells on it and you like fucking okay. spun it around. Well, no, now you I need to.
0: need to Google that now.
1: You guys didn't have chatterings? Y'all didn't have chatterings? Or a jittering, or whatever you want to call it?
0: No, I have no idea what I'm looking at.
1: Okay. Never mind then. Anyway, it looks like oh, one okay. of those. Oh, okay. So,
0: even when I, even when I like, Googled it, it said, is a New Zealand toy.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was local to New Zealand. Yeah, it was like a huge craze. Yeah.
0: So, there you go. That's why I'd
1: never. Oh, we're talking like Tamagotchi levels of fucking hype. Are you serious? Yeah. Chatterings are fucking. What does it even fucking, fucking do? You spit it and it makes noise.
0: <laughs> is that is that it?
1: You can do tricks and shit with it. Maybe I should do a thing of chatterings. <laughs> Fuck. I thought it was like. No, I've oh, never it's... seen...
0: Okay, so I'm going to describe it because I guess unless you're from New Zealand, you probably have yeah, no idea what the out, like, fuck I'm going to hit this
1: fucking thing from the 90s. People are going to remember chatterings and you're all like, "What the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> fucking so, hell. I mean, what are they made of? It's like metal? metal? Okay, yeah, so it's just like a metal ones. ring and it's got like some beads by the look of it. No,
1: they're smaller metal rings. The
0: smaller rings, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's it. That's the whole <laughs> thing. Like I... <laughs> Fuck, that, that is the entire thing. I have nothing else left to describe.
1: What <laughs> a fucking toy sensation. Jeez.
0: <laughs> it looks like it has four or five of them. Yeah, you like can get be- models. Like rings on the on the main ring. Um look, here's the Wikipedia definition. A chatter ring is a New Zealand toy ring of thick metal wire with several beads. The toy is used by swiping the beads to get them spinning while the while keeping the ring turning. I still don't understand.
1: Ah, oh, fuck! All right, hang on. I'm getting your goddamn video.
0: Yeah, I have to see this in action because, like, I honestly do not understand. Oh, okay, so that's a lot bigger than I thought it was.
1: Yeah, they're huge. Because,
0: like, it's when I looked up a, a photo, it doesn't give you context for how big it is. You can still buy them. You can get them for thirty bucks on Amazon, by the way. Okay, I'm gonna watch this video.
1: You need sound because okay, s- sound. Yeah.
0: What the fuck am I looking at? It's a chattering,
1: <laughs> and the objective okay. is like to keep it chattering as long as possible.
0: Okay, so you spin the bead things on it and then you try and turn the main ring while keeping them spinning. Is, is that yep. is that my understanding? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you like you do flips and tricks and shit with it.
0: Okay. All right. I'm up to speed now. Um, we might have to share that video because I feel like a lot of people are not going to know what the fuck that is.
1: Yeah, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> I didn't realise that was a localised sensation there. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, never mind. sorry.
0: That Fuck was an it, aside, but I needed the context.
1: The, the, all right, well, it's a rattle made out of coconut shells with a big ring of wood and coconut shells on the bottom of it. Okay. Never mind. The fucking, the <laughs> Lorang might also be magical. Fucking derail my writing. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> fucking people don't know what a fucking chattering is. God. Sorry, I've never heard that before. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, here we are. We're in the middle of the Bismarck Sea. We're off the coast of New Ireland in Papua New Guinea, and you're about to call a shark. About to what? You're going to call a shark.
0: You're going to call a shark.
1: You're going to call a shark.
0: Why would you do that?
1: So you can catch it.
0: Okay. But why would you want that when you're in this canoe?
1: Because this is what your people have done for thousands of years, and it's your main source of protein.
0: Okay. All right. This sounds dangerous, but continue.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys about the shark callers of Papua New Guinea. It's a fishing practice. That's been long practiced by the people in the region of New Island. and they begin by smacking their oars into the sea, and it produces a sound kind of like a ba dunk ba kind of thing. If you've ever like slapped your arms around in a swimming pool as a kid, you probably made a similar noise. Or like just kicking with your feet, make the plonk 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 sound. Um, what they do next is they take the rattle and they half submerge it in the sea, and they start shaking it violently. Mm-hmm. I believe like sharks mistake these sounds for like a school of fish. Right. Okay. So eventually, you repeat these acts for a while. A shark will come along, and it's going to investigate. Okay. Then what you wanna do is you gotta try and wait for it to come close and you want it to sort of swim through the hoop of the lasso through the labat kasaman, and then you pull it tight around the shark, basically like lassoing a cow, like you're a cowboy. But it's a shark. And yeah, you're in a tiny so dangerous. fucking canoe that you dug out of a tree trunk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that people died during doing this.
1: Maybe. I don't know. They're pretty good at it. Probably at some point <sighs> someone had to have. I mean God. these aren't like great whites, but they're still like human sized still- sharks. Yeah. So because of the design of this tool, the wood keeps it at the surface so the shark can't like dive down to get away. And if they do try to dive out of it, the rope sort of tightens around them so it's easier to control them. So what you want to do next while the shark is thrashing around is you're going to pull it out of the ocean and into your little canoe. And then you're going to take a Uh, club and you're going to apply it to the head. There is a video of someone doing this.
0: Hang on, wait. How big are these sharks?
1: Uh, Like five feet.
0: I still feel like that's a lot of shark to be pulling into a canoe.
1: It is, but it, it fits.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. There is
1: a video I have of it. I will admit the video is a lot more violent than I let on.
0: Oh, God, okay.
1: Like, there's no blood or anything like that, but it's just like, it's a man wrestling a shark. Okay. I might show it to you after the podcast. Do you want to see it now? Or
0: Well, I, maybe I need to see what you're talking about. I'm yeah. not sure I want to see it, but I guess let's <laughs> So this is a three-minute
1: anyway. clip from a 1982 documentary called The Shark Calls of Contu." You'll want to skip forward to about one minute twenty. A minute 20? Yeah.
0: Okay. I, I, no, what? What? Is this the canoe?
1: Yeah, that's the canoe. It's a classic what Puppet outrigger. What the you actual fuck? You make it out of, like, a palm tree. Okay, that a is so much tree. more
0: dangerous than I originally anticipated.
1: <laughs> but look, there's a chatterings. <laughs> the classic 90s toy. Oh, my
0: God. No, that- What? How are people not dying doing, doing this? No, that- Oh, my
1: God. There'll be a link to this video in the uh, show notes, by the way, people, so if you do want to watch it. All right, so the shark comes along. I'm so scared. (laughs) It's fine.
0: Oh, he doesn't know what's about to happen to him.
1: Of course not. Otherwise, he wouldn't have gone.
0: When does the violence begin?
1: In like the last 30 seconds, last 20 seconds. He's got to catch the shark first.
0: I know, I'm just, I'm so scared. Oh, God. Uh, Oh, oh no, I don't like this.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, it was a bit confronting the first time I watched it. I was like, Jesus. Oh,
0: fuck. Oh, no. Oh my god, all this shark was trying to do was like, live his life. Oh yeah, I didn't enjoy that.
1: Yeah, so I will advise, watch it at your own discretion.
0: Yeah, I, I have regrets. Um, If you don't want to see a man bash a shark to death, don't watch it. It's
1: a long-held traditional fishing style.
0: Yep, uh, yep, yeah,
1: okay. So, people and sharks in this area, you know, they're actually quite, like, they're tied pretty closely together in places like Tembin. Um, for example, like the local language in Tembin Village, at least, has a word for every single part of a shark, inside and out. Right, like, okay. Like, it's a huge sort of their diet, it's a big cultural thing, there's, like, little temples they'll pray to beforehand, or, like, little idols, like, for the shark, you know, kind of thing. Um, some other tribes are a lot more spiritual about it, with, like, men going and isolating for, like, weeks or months on end before the shark hunt, and then there's a big ceremony before they go out. Whereas others, they just go out, and this is what they do for the day, they're gonna go shark fishing. They're also, like, really knowledgeable on sharks. Like, they just know the gestation periods of the animals and how they're going to behave and stuff like that, all the different species around them. You know, it's all well and good. It's like a nice little human nature coexisting, however violent it may be. Respectful, spiritual James Cameron's avatar fern gully type of fucking deal. (laughs) Oh my god, okay. (laughs) But just like those films, it's being fucked up by machines and capitalism.
0: Who knew that that wasn't a good thing to have happened?
1: Yeah. So, once shark culling or well, shark calling, sorry. Uh, it was pretty much a guarantee. Like, you go out there, you do this thing, the shark's going to turn up, you're going to get a shark.
0: I think it's um, kind of amazing that they figured that out.
1: Yeah. And they'll be doing it for, like, thousands of years, probably.
0: But yeah, like, uh, I, it, like if, if you watch the video, it does seem kind of random that you've got this thing, you dunk it in the water, shake it around a bit, and that brings a shark. Yeah. How the fuck did they figure that out?
1: Like, what do you do for a living? I fight sharks for my village <laughs> so we can eat. All right. I mean, that does sound really so- metal, but... Um, <laughs> So, yeah, like I said, it used to be like a guarantee you'd go out, you get your fucking shark, you come back home, everyone has fucking dinner tonight. Mm. Now they're having issues where they go out and there's maybe like, you're taking like two weeks, a month between sharks.
0: Wow, okay.
1: The reason for this is because of deep sea mining operations. So the Bismarck Sea in New Guinea is really rich in sulfide deposits, and that's money. And that's money mining companies want, and it's money the PNG government wants to be paid from the mining companies. Right, Okay. So as far as I can tell, it's not so much that the mining operations are killing the sharks, although I'm sure some are getting killed in the process and it's not so good for them. It's The bigger issue is the noise. And the noise is like scaring the sharks away. Right, So they're not okay. there to be called anymore kind of thing. So what the shark callers want is they want seabed mining banned nationally across Papua New Guinea. Um, and they treat it as like a threat to their way of life. And there's a note, as a New Island conservationist, Eugen Schultz, put it, quote, Culture is basically the biggest guide to how New Islanders live their life. If you kill culture, you basically kill the purpose to live. Mm, okay. So they have fought off a mining company in the past trying to set up operations, but some have already gone ahead in other places, and there's always like more coming along trying to do it. Um, I think the other problem they're going to face now is that other countries like Nauru, for example, is starting to put in regulations of like how you should do seabed mining and things like that, and they're all mm. gung-ho about it. I understand because Nauru's fucked and has no money and no resources because they sold all their bird poop, but- that's going to sound really weird if you don't know the history of Nauru, but that's what <laughs> happened. Uh, um, yeah, so they're hoping to get it banned. Usually local landowners typically succeed in New Guinea, but we'll have to see how it goes, I suppose.
0: If it's already like established, though, wouldn't it be hard to get them back out?
1: The miners? Yeah. Possibly. But I mean, the government like- just comes along and says, fuck off.
0: Well, yeah, I guess unless that happens, but I'm just thinking, like, if they're already there and they're already established, it's much harder to get them out than if you stop them from coming there at all.
1: Which is what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly know in the, or on the islands my dad lived on in Lahir, which is technically part of New Ireland, not the main island at least, Um, the villages there had this custom where they've got this particular leaf kind of thing, and this is like a really old tradition of theirs, where if there's an argument or if there's a problem with something, they'll go and tie this leaf to it, and then you cannot fucking touch that building until the issue is resolved. And so there's literally a hotel right. that had to shut down because the local landowners were like, nah, fuck this, and just tied the doors closed with that leaf one day, and they never resolved the argument, and the hotel had to remain abandoned. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's wild.
1: Yeah, You're like, fuck you, I put a leaf on it, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that being the way the world works. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit, they own the land, so yeah, we gotta fuck off. Jeez,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow, alright. It, it, it's really weird to me, and this is gonna sound really ignorant, but it's weird to me that like, New Guinea is so close to us, but it's so different.
1: Yeah, it is, and so many Australians know very little to nothing about it. I'm
0: definitely one of those people. Like The only things I know is because I know you and you live there. That's it.
1: Yeah. It was very strange moving to Australia and being like, oh, I was in Papua New Guinea and people were like, where's that? I'm like, oh. I mean, I at least knew, knew where it was. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I'm like, talking about like school children back in the day, but still. It's well, like... yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't realize that so much of it is still like villages and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Most people still live in like a, like most people survive on like subsistence farming and shit still. Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. I'm going to bring it down. Cool. Sorry. Trigger warning. I'm going to talk about suicide, so if that makes you uncomfortable, you might want to skip it. Hmm. Um, I'm not going to go into it in any detail, but I am going to mention someone who committed suicide, so it's up to you if uh, you feel comfortable hearing that. Do you know who Dieter Brummer is? No. Not at all? Nope. Never heard of him? No. Okay. So... I guess for other people uh, in Australia, if you watched Home and Away in the 90s, you would definitely know who I'm talking about.
1: Wow, so this is like a chattering level fucking reference.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like people in the UK would also know who I'm talking about because they love Home and Away <laughs> and Neighbours. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he played Shane Parrish in Home and Away in the mid 90s, I want to say. Um, I definitely remember his character because that was definitely like at a time where I watched Home and Away. Um, I think that he... He was on it around the same time Melissa George was. Do you know who that is? She was at least in Hollywood movies, so I feel
1: like. I mean, the name sounds familiar, but uh, no idea.
0: <laughs> okay. She was in um, Amityville Horror. She was the wife in that. I thought Nicole like, the one with Cooper was Reynolds.
1: Ryan Reynolds is in Amityville Horror?
0: Hang on, wait. Am I getting this all wrong? Have I made up a movie? It
1: wasn't like. Who was the main dude in Amityville Horror? I thought Amityville Horror had like Paris Hilton or no, something Ryan it.
0: Reynolds. I'm not going crazy.
1: What movie am I thinking of with Paris Hilton in it?
0: Oh, um.
1: Fuck. How's it works?
0: Yeah, that's it. I was going to say something wax. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> no, I, I was talking about amateur horror. Okay, so that, that laughter's out of the way because he was found dead this week. Hmm. If my trigger warning wasn't enough of a spoiler, he committed suicide. Um, so he was only 45 and he had given up acting quite some time ago. Um, I think he really peaked on Home and Away and that was kind of it. Um, Which is really weird to me because I remember when he was on Home and Away and, like, girls were in love with him. He was an attractive dude. Um,
1: As much shit as I give the show, a lot of, like, famous Australian actors start there and then go on to actually, like, good things.
0: Yeah. And, like, (laughs) he, he was, like, I mean, think, I guess, like, think back to when, like, you know... Chris, Chris Hemsworth was on Home, and Away, Home and Away, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and like people were the same with him. Like it was kind of like, oh my God, he's so hot kind of thing. Like girls went crazy for for Dieter Brummer back in the day. I remember that. So it is weird to me. I hadn't really, I mean, I'll, give, I'll be honest, I hadn't given it a second thought that I hadn't seen him in a long time. Like it does seem weird to me that he just didn't really do much after that, purely because he was he was so popular at the time. So his career after that was he was a window washer. Huh,
1: like high rise windows. Or?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, on the...
1: I mean, that pays a lot of money, so... Eh?
0: It does. Uh, (laughs) So what had happened is he had... So yeah, he'd been doing that for a while. And obviously he got pretty severely affected by lockdowns and that sort of thing. Mm. So he's in Sydney. And it seems like a lot of what his family has said afterwards has been that they're directly blaming that oh. for him, you know, taking the step to end his life. Yep. Um, he had just started a new job on the 15th of July.
1: Okay.
0: And obviously when did they go into lockdown?
1: I think technically speaking, they were already in a lockdown on the 15th of July, but it was this fucking weird thing where Gladys said it was a lockdown, but didn't actually do anything. It wasn't really. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm no, not sure. I think it was only like two everything. weeks ago
0: that really locked down. Yeah. But in saying that I did hear that you can still go into like Bunnings and Kmart and stuff. <laughs> So, I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of besides the point. He had obviously uh, not been at work in the the week or so, week or two, um, leading up to when he died i will say one thing that pissed me off about this article is that it does say sydney is the first city in australia to pause construction since the pandemic began
1: i mean it might be we definitely did but some of it still went ahead like the railway stuff they kept working on because it was like perfect timing
0: um yeah actually i guess yeah actually no you might be right because because what they did do is they stopped people being able to work at multiple sites i think that was the thing
1: I don't know. But construction definitely still went ahead during lockdown.
0: But yeah, I don't know. It just, that kind of stuff annoys me because it makes it sound like things are so much harsher than anywhere, which I don't think is true. But apparently his family said that he was told that he could access financial support from the government, but the process was taking a long time and he was very frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. His mother did say that he had been battling depression for a long time, but that, yeah, she really does feel like him not being able to earn a living was like the final straw. Yeah. Which is really sad. Like, really sad. So his mother is now going to write a book about his life, and she said that she's going to include, you know, all of the mental health struggles that he had, and that she's hoping that the book will help people who are suffering from depression, and that that's now her life's purpose, now that he's no longer here, is to just write that book. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really lovely that his mother, who is, you know, 84, it says in the article, that... She can cope like that because I think a lot of people would just break down. Yeah. Whereas she's like gone the other route of no, I'm going to turn this into something that could help other people, um, which I just think is amazing. But yeah, I just I read about that um, earlier in the week, and I just yeah, I don't know. It just it's such a sad thing, and I think you know I think people do, especially you know like the the protesters and stuff that are protesting lockdowns and masks or whatever the hell they're protesting these days. You know, will scream mental health. Yeah. But don't actually care any other time unless it suits them. Well, yeah, they do Whereas, don't, like, this like, is an actual they, example.
1: out there with, like, the... Black Lives Matter protests or like yeah. the LGBTQIA protests and stuff like that, like they don't. They're just like sitting out because it directly affects them.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I, I do think that all those protesters are like it's definitely selfish. But I do feel like that they, like their number one excuse for saying like, oh well, I need to do this because what about all the people that are suffering? What about all the people that are depressed? Like all this other stuff. But you don't care about those people when they're depressed otherwise because it doesn't affect you.
1: Yeah, and I mean, do you know what I mean. Like, I feel like it's so selfish. Still exist outside of lockdown.
0: Exactly. do They're um, you're like, oh, mental health.
1: You're like, no.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think, like, you know, I think telling his story is a really, a really great thing because I know that there's a lot of people who are suffering in silence. I know that there's probably a, like a ton of people who are actually suffering in lockdown. And I can guarantee that none of them went to the fucking protest either. But yeah, it's just I think it's really sad. I think it's sad that you know that's the thing that pushing him over the edge, mm. you know, and like I, I get that lockdown is hard and I, I, I don't think that there's enough support for people. Um, for instance, uh, when we had the really long lockdown, I think that's when I started therapy. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that was so hard for me to get. Like it was not easy. Most places I contacted didn't want to take on new patients. And I think that for a lot of people who are feeling that way, once you get a few rejections, you might not continue to ask.
1: Yeah, because it's like, what's the point? No one wants to help me.
0: I mean, I got to that point for a bit and left it for weeks. because yeah. I was like, well, I'm just getting rejected. I no one wants to actually see me. So I, what am I doing? In the end, I did find someone who was great, but like it, it took a while and it was a lot of effort. I also think that the, the, well, I think they increased it over COVID to be 20 sessions, but the standard 10 that you usually get is not enough. Yeah, especially if you're dealing with like like him. From what it sounds like, that he had depression for a long time. That's not going to get fixed in ten sessions. And what if you can't afford them outside of that? It's a complicated one that doesn't have a real answer, unfortunately. But mm.
1: is your last story going to be like this?
0: No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a it's a saucy little historical um, historical one. So it should be a bit more fun. That was that was a bummer. I'm really sorry.
1: <laughs> it's all right. I'll turn it around. We're going to go complete opposite direction. Okay, good. Let's do it. So Flash, you're a long-time listener, you've no doubt noticed I enjoy a drink.
0: <laughs> no way. Oh, no, you right. drinking? Are you kidding me? Oh, shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, was one of the best places to get one? Your local pub, of course. Or should I say, the local bup? What? Instead of your local pub, the local bup. What? What? So after the original historic Macadilla Hotel burnt down in 2019, while all nine residents of the Outback... Queensland town watched it. It's a town of nine people. Local farmer, Marty Coomba decided to rebuild it himself. So he sold some of his land to purchase the remains of the pub and he spent two years remaking it. I think it did a good job. It still looks good. A lot of timber, a lot of corrugated island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> Ireland you've been corrugated no, a, lot of, a lot of corrugated iron uh, exactly the kind of building you think of when you think like an outback pub and like what people like right, yeah. Bazzar and Shazza hang out at and fucking crocodile undies <laughs> there too and you're going to buy your exotic fucking animals
0: <laughs> right absolutely because that's what happens in pubs
1: it's <laughs> just one problem the name of the building reads the Muckabup not P-U-B how is how's that spelled? B-U-P for bup. It's pub backwards. So they've,
0: they've put it backwards for some unknown reason. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, it's a mistake, isn't it? They fucked it up. So there's a photo How of Marty. How do you fuck that up, though? He's on the roof of the Finnish pub. He's got a drill in his hand. He's next to the spelling mistake. It was posted on Facebook with the caption, Marty Coomba, you had one job. <laughs> Poor Marty. <laughs> now, look, Marty is not to blame. The error was actually a prank by the builder who decided to play it on him for a laugh, because he spent all this time, he's finally about to finish it. The final detail's the sign, and they... Oh, fuck, it's spelt wrong. (laughs) So this is all Rob Pollock's idea. Mm -hmm. And look, as far as I could... Are
0: you okay? I went off script,
1: and now I'm trying to get back on it, and it's awkward. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The fact I'm telling you all this can attest that the joke stood up a lot of publicity and attention online, and uh, the town's Mm -hmm. actually growing quite fond of the name The Muckabup. And they're debating. Keeping oh, so they're it. keeping it. The thing about keeping it, uh, people online seem to want them to keep it. I think they should keep it. I think go see the muckabup. It's fun to say. <laughs>
0: but yeah. I mean, plus, like, if everyone already knows about it, then that's like a tourist attraction in itself. Exactly. Like, and it. they are like
1: literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. So <laughs> it's a town of nine people. There's not much there. So why not stop off at the muckabup on your way through?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Plus, like, people would go there just to take photos with the sign. Yeah.
1: Also, like, it's a town of nine people, right? This pub, sorry, this bup has, like, a capacity of, like, 200. Oh, wow, okay. It's fucking, it's big. I'm like, why? Why is your pub so big? You've only got, like, nine residents. I'm sure yeah, lots of like, people drive in from, like, like, all around the area, but still.
0: Well, well, yeah, but also, like, if that's the only thing to do in town, you want to make it good.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, fair. There you go. My last little quick story.
0: That was a quick one. I wasn't prepared for it to be so quick. <laughs> just realized how that sounded, and mm-hmm. I apologize. <laughs> okay, so my last story is a quick little little historical Tale, mm-hmm. Shall we say? It's about the ghost of Gunadora. Okay. Do you know where Gunadora is? No. It's like southwest Queensland. It's in the middle. Okay. Sort of. In the middle, down the New South Wales end. Okay. So basically, um, there used to be, because we're talking about the 1800s here, there used to be a road that ran from there into Burke in New South Wales yep. um, during the 1870s and 1880s. Mm-hmm. They would take, you know, uh, cattle, whatever, From Queensland to be driven down south to market, and then obviously whatever they had going on in New South Wales at the time would also go back up to Queensland um, using that road. The the trade route, which I guess is what it was, required the the government of both colonies to establish reserves or commons, as they were called at the time, which were just areas of several acres next to, like, a dam. Mm -hmm. And so they were owned and maintained by the local governments. Yep. Okay. So that's important, but... Very boring fact. Um, (laughs) So these were obviously crucial for transporting livestock because obviously they need to drink water and be fed at some point, um, which is the purpose of those. They also had apparently they had a real problem with cockatoos as well coming in and like eating everything. (laughs) Which I don't know why I find that funny, but it's just like, oh yeah, we're going to create like these acres of land where we can like stop off like these like livestock so that they're okay. But no, no, the cockatoos are going to come and fucking and ruin ruin it for everyone. The government had to establish a team of rangers to oversee that that wouldn't happen. Okay. Legend has it that a man came, well, uh, sorry, a man died um, at the Gunnadora Gate, which is the Queensland end, and it was said that he haunted the place. The whole commons? Um, apparently. Gunnedora Reserve. Even the Bush Telegraph at the time was reporting the Gunnadora Ghost. Okay. Basically what would happen. I don't know why I find this so funny, but it's just, I I guess like maybe back then people took, there was more stock in that. Yeah. I, well, I assume also that there were probably people traveling at night where there's not a lot of light and I don't know, I'd be scared. Uh, (laughs) Pretty much everyone, even the papers were reporting the ghost of Canada. And basically what would happen is the travelers would then approach the gate, especially at night, basically open the gate and bolt through as fast as they could in the hopes of not encountering the ghost much like um, when
1: you go for a midnight snack and you turn off the light in the kitchen you gotta run back to your fucking bed before the fucking demons get you. yeah
0: yeah um so i guess the kicker is is that no one died there there was no ghost it turns out that it was simply a, a ruse by the people who, who ran the Gunnar reserve at the time okay so at the time it was <laughs> i don't know why i find it so funny anyway don't worry it doesn't, it doesn't matter so, it was put in place to explain to the common rangers as to why their stock were being found to be feeding in the reserve. So, basically, people who owned cattle nearby. Hang on, wait. I'm explaining this poorly.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm totally lost as to what you're talking about. Okay. Now. I hang so on. So, the rangers made up the ghost story.
0: Okay. So, I, I'll start again. Just cut all of that. That was really poorly explained. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm actually trying to make sense of this now. I thought I understood, but now maybe I don't. It's basically the original article I found said, it turns out that this was simply a ruse that the owners of the Gunnadora run at that time put in place to explain to the common rangers as to why their stock were found to be feeding on the Gunnadora reserve. What? Yeah. Basically, what I get from that is that the people who owned land around the Gunnadora reserve were deliberately letting their cattle into the reserve to feed. And so what would happen is because people were so afraid of the ghost, they wouldn't close the gate. Right. Letting their cattle in, which is what they wanted. I see. So basically, these people were just trying to save money by letting them feed in the reserve, which was provided, like, the food in the reserve was provided by the government. So basically, just getting their cattle a free feed because people wouldn't shut the gate. Hmm. All that. Just for them. And then, like... So uh, I think it's really funny that, like, we can still talk about this because... Literally, everyone was reporting it just so that like local people could get their cattle a free feed.
1: I'm confused.
0: Why are you confused? I'm,
1: I'm sorry. So the ghost story was made up so that local people could send their cattle in to get a free feed. Yeah. But they didn't want that to happen.
0: No, no, they did. Oh. Obviously, the government doesn't want that because they're feeding everyone's cattle for free.
1: So they made up a ghost story so that people wouldn't close the gate. Exactly. Right. Okay. I misheard it. I thought you were saying like they had to quickly close the gate and run kind of thing.
0: No, I. Yeah. to be fair, I don't think I said that they were not closing the gate. Right. But they weren't. Um, so they pretty much, like, pretty much what happened is a bunch of people got together and said, let's make up this ghost story. We'll get a free feed for our cattle from the government. And that was it. And people believed it for ages. <laughs> Why were they taking I mean, their I, cattle there at night? <laughs> well, I don't think that they deliberately were. It's more that because the gate was open, they'd just wander on in because that's where the food was. I
1: suppose so. <laughs> I mean, it's just grass. That's all they eat on the reserves anyway, or the commons. So.
0: Uh, I don't I don't know if that's true. As far
1: as I'm aware, that's how the commons work that I'm aware of in England, at least. So just a common um, pasture, you can...
0: Well, I mean, I'll be I'll be honest, I don't really know how that
1: works. What, aren't we, farmers?
0: Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not a farmer, I have no fucking idea. But I would assume that that would only work for a certain amount of time, right? Shit doesn't grow that quickly. Yeah. Although I guess back then, though, it might not have been an issue because... I don't think they were traveling fast.
1: Yeah, I think what they do is like you feed them in one paddock one day and then you move them to another paddock the next day kind of thing and you rotate them through, which is probably still what they do now, really.
0: Probably. I
1: mean, I, I have no idea.
0: I appreciate a made-up ghost story to get something for free from the government.
1: What can we scare Scobo into? <laughs> shitting his pants again? I, mean- <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> I, I hope that people are talking about him shitting his pants until the end of time. Purely because I know he doesn't want
1: it. I swear, Ingadine Mackers has a plaque about it.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna look it up because if that's true, that's great.
1: I like if you just type an in Ingadine into Google; it just auto, like auto finishes to Ingadine Mackers.
0: <laughs> okay, so there is there is a plaque there, and it looks like it's outside in the car park, <laughs> and it says. It was at this spot in the evening of the 20th September 1997 that Scott Morrison (laughs) defecated in his pants after the Cronulla Sharks lost the Super League Grand Final to the Brisbane Broncos 26-8. I really like that they kept the score in just to really, like, rub it in. (laughs)
1: That's a big Um, loss too. It is, it is. (laughs) Like, it wasn't even close.
0: (laughs) I love that. Sorry, I, I just found, like, a pedestrian article about the, the, the plaque, <laughs> which apparently was only put there in 2019. Yeah. Uh, this is the first sentence of, of this article is great. Um, it's the political scandal that threatens to stain the entire election and leave an unmistakable skid mark on Scott Morrison's political <laughs> career. Whether or not he, in 1997, blasted shit out of his ass into his goddamn pants at the now-mythical Engadine Maccas. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? It's beautiful writing. Ham mm-hmm. Tyson. Beautiful. I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Have ever been to Inganine Maccas? I haven't. I don't think I have either.
0: But now I kind of just want to go there just to see the plaque. Although when I'll be allowed back in New South Wales, <laughs> who the fuck knows?
1: I like how there's like another Maccas literally just down the street from it too. What the fuck? Oh, really? Yeah. McDonald's Heathcote. <laughs> might
0: be might be like on the other side it of is, It is, yeah. There you go. One of those sense. Situations.
1: I always wonder like there's people who like service those service stations and like fast food joints in the middle of fucking nowhere on a highway where do they live where do they come from i mean well, in like between servos yeah they've been kept in a little underground in between Sydney um, sydney newcastle kind of like little cave people live in there and serving the bp <laughs>
0: yeah i don't think all, that's the little, all the little
1: children who get left behind at maccas over the years there's fucking ronald mcdonald oh my takes them downstairs
0: cj no
1: you work for me now
0: <laughs> oh No, you can't say that. You can't say that they're kidnapping children and, like, forcing them to work in my They're Mattis. not
1: kidnapping children. They're just using the children that are left behind.
0: <laughs> still still not great.
1: i going to tell you what's in the secret sauce. It's the orphans oh, that off. misbehave.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop
1: it. If you know where these people are coming from, you can send me an email about it at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fmedeadpodcast and visit our website at fmedeadpodcast.com. If you'd like to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, we'd really appreciate it. And of course, you can donate to the show if you so desire over at coffee.com forward slash podcast. Beautiful. Mm. Is that it? That's it.
0: That's it? Okay, That's the well, whole spiel. Thank you. thank you again for listening this week and we'll be back at the same time next
1: week. Ta-ta and farewell.
0: <laughs> Goodbye.